That is so good. I like that. I like that. Sorry, I had battery situation. If anybody don't have a handout, if you would please raise your hand. Uh, I don't know why. Is, is Swifty in the back? Somebody? Yeah. Got him. Ben, can you? I'll tell you when to do it again. If you would. Hey, Mitch, can you back that up a little bit so the people on the sides can see? Uh, if you do, now raise your hands again, please. If you don't have a handout, Swifty and Ben will get them to you. You know, it's kind of amazing, uh, these, these cell phones. I mean, I, you know, that there is things floating around in the atmosphere that we could communicate with somebody in Syria and Beirut, Lebanon. You know, and they can participate with this. I'm just going, man, that is so cool, God. It's so cool. And, you know, uh, one of the tricks of this is knowing how to use it, which I barely do, you know. It was funny. It was just precious to me to watch Dad with these telephones. And with modern technology, he never did get this difference. He never did get it straight, the difference between an email and a fax. I would say, somebody's going to email me something. He would call it, well, somebody's going to fax you something. And so, you know, it just, it's just precious. But, you know, the reality is, though, I mean, you can touch base with all over the world through these cell phones if you know how to do it. But, you know, it's also really very important in relationship to hearing. And one of the things that God is speaking to us today is, is in relationship to how of listening. We're going to focus mainly on hearing how to listen in relationship to God. Because uh, we could talk about how not to listen to, and we could talk about those things, but I just really want to focus today in relationship to God. And so let's just, let's just start off with this past scripture in Luke 8, 18, because it's just what Jesus, where he's speaking about the Word of God, the parable. He's telling all kinds of parables in relationship to the Word of God. And he makes this statement. He says, so take care how you listen. And it goes on to say, for whoever has to him shall be given more, and whoever does not have, even what he thinks he has shall be taken away from him. And in that situation, you can tell how important it is to know how to listen. And so, you know, it's really crazy when we start thinking about God's Word because it is so powerful, and it can cause all kind of really crazy things if we don't totally understand what's going on with it. And so I just pray today that there's revelation that comes forth about how to listen in relationship to God. One of the first things I want to talk about in relationship to how to listen as a, as a foundation is that the reality is that God's Word is eternal. Now, I want you to think about this. I just said a word, and that word does what? It just dies out. But here's the crazy thing about God's Word. According to this past scripture in, in Luke 24, Matthew 24, 35, heaven and earth will pass away, but my words will what? Not pass away or never pass away. And I sort of, I'm experiencing trying out new technology so I'd put a picture there of the heavens. <laughs> It'll put it in the wrong spot. <laughs> hey, but it was there. It was there, you know. Hey, yeah. <laughs> but the reality is 
just opposite of my words that when I speak words, that it vanishes into the atmosphere. When God speaks a word, it doesn't stop. I mean, it, it, like it comes out of his mouth and it hangs in the atmosphere. In fact, it just doesn't hang in the atmosphere. What it does, I'm going to go to the next passage in Isaiah 50, 10, 55, 10, and 11. Watch this where it says, For as the rain and snow come out of heaven, come down out of heaven, do not return there without making the earth bare and sprout. So shall my word be, without furnishing seed to the sower and bread to either, so shall my word be which goes forth out of my mouth. Now watch this. This is huge. Watch the statement. It says, it will not return to me empty. What does that mean? It will not return to me empty. Now I asked Tula and them to put this marker board, and I hope you can see it. Because they say this is God. Here's God right here. And here, let's pick on, is Jared Hill. See? And the haircut. He got a haircut today. So, so anyway, here's God. So God speaks a word to Jared. And this word does never pass away. It doesn't go away. It'll be there. And then the crazy thing is, this word is designed to do a work in Jared and empower Jared in relationship to something and return back to God with the things that have occurred in Jared. And I don't have time to go into this today, but I'll tell you this, it's got to do with incense. In a later date, we're going to talk about priesthood and we'll talk about the power of, of our call and our destiny on this earth is to be a priest unto God, to God, not of God, to God. And one of the things is, is to make holy sacrifices, to offer holy sacrifices into the heavenlies. And one of the things that God does, he, he speaks a word, the word does something, and this word is doing something to return back. It's wanting to come back to God with the very purpose. Here's the crazy thing. It will not go back here until what? Until the purpose has been accomplished. It'll hang right here. So here's the word. And we'll talk about that a little later. Jared will share something about this. But you've got to realize this. The word of God is eternal. And it is very, very, very powerful in that it never passes away. One time I, I was praying about the Lord about ministry. This is when we were in Okeechobee. And God said to me, it was when Tony was a teenager. And a uh, long time ago. And she was a teenager, and the Lord put in my heart. I just started praying to the Lord. I says, Lord, how can I help? How can I help? And, you know, I was in business, and uh, just really my heart was just to give. And God, and I said, God, I want to give. I want to give. And God's put in my heart. He says, you give people money, it'll pass away. You give the word of God, it'll never pass away. So that's one of the things I resolved in my heart. But if, you know, if you're talking with me very much, you're going to hear something come out of my mouth in relationship to Scripture. That's, that comes out of the conviction of my heart that if I can part to you word, it'll never pass away. In fact, there, I can go around this room, and there's people in this room that have spoken passage of Scripture to me that are like marked in my Bible. So-and-so spoke that to me. And they, they affect my heart. 
the Word of God never passes away. And so when we're talking about hearing, we're talking about something that's eternal. And, and we'll get back to this illustration here in a second. So there are six things that really God put in my heart to share with us about to hear. And the first step is, is this passage in Psalm 46.10 where it says, be still, cease striving, and know that I am God. Now, what does that mean? Because what happens is in our lives, y'all, first thing I want to say is too many times when we sit down to hear the voice of God, y'all, I don't know about y'all, but when I sit down, my mind and my body many times are still going wide open. It's, you know what it feels like? It feels like, you know, you just run a mile. For some of you, that's no big deal. But you just run a mile or you, or you climb up the mountain. David and I went for a walk on the mountain yesterday and you go walking up the mountain, and you put exerting a lot of energy, and all of a sudden you stop. You go, stop. Okay, now just stop. No. You stop. Can you really just focus right then? No, you're, you're, everything's still going wide open. And so many times with us with God, to hear God, because he's speaking in the Spirit, his words are, Jesus says in John 6, 63, the words that I have spoken to you are spirit and are life. They're in the frequency of the Spirit. So the world is getting so crazy around us. We've been in it so hard, and we're going so fast. And all of a sudden, God's just saying, shh, shh, still. Be still. And man, I tell you what, I've realized how hard it is for me to be still. I have got, you know, I was diagnosed with ADD a long time ago. You know, I told you all about that. And that's cool. That's a really cool thing. I don't think that's a negative thing. You know, it's just when Paul and I took Shay to get diagnosed, for, I mean, find out what is what's going on with him. And they ran a test on the whole family. And the psychologist said, we are convinced that Shay's not ADD, but Miss Sizemore, you are. <laughs> and, you know, and so you'd be surprised, you know, what a little medication do for you. And Paul is going, hallelujah. That's what, <laughs> now I understand. But, but, you know, I can sit down and start praying and talking, and I, my mind's thinking, Go, oh, yeah, this is good. Boo! <laughs> and that's hard to hear God in that atmosphere. So the first thing is, y'all, is really is to quiet yourself. That's why, to me, really be honest with you, early in the morning is the best time to seek the Lord, you know, just to really seek Him intensely because, you know, things are somewhat quiet and, uh, and you can hear easier. So the first thing is be still. Cease striving. And what does it say? And know I'm God. This is what anything the Lord really put in my heart. And I, I do this as Sean Hash passage here. Go to the next slide here. It says, be still and know that I'm God. And you realize this, that creation is revealing things to you? Not only creation externally, but I want you to know this passage. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. Why? Because, get this. That which is known about God is evident, where? Within. Just look at the human body. It's a testimony of the greatness of God. Not only that, notice that within them, God made it evident to them. And then the next one, for since the creation of the world, his invisible attributes, his eternal powers, divine nature, are, have been clearly seen being understood by what is made. Go to the next slide. Watch this passage of Scripture in Psalm 19. 
go out and, man, one of my favorite things, in fact, there's some things that God's put in me that I'm headed in the direction, some stuff. But notice this, the heavens are telling of the glory of the Lord. Their expanse is declaring the work of his hands. Day to day pours forth speech. Are you hearing it? Now, Hill, he's weird. And he comes over and hangs around our property. He goes, man, yeah, I'm hearing this on the property. Trees are saying this. I'm going, what? (laughs) And I honestly believe he's hearing it. Now, I can hear it. But I hear, usually I'm hearing, shh. (laughs) That's what I'm hearing. Would you like to have tongues and interpretation of a bird? It'd be cool, wouldn't it? Dogs barking tongues. I mean, birds barking. <laughs> hey, how about it? I don't know, but notice it goes on. It says, their voice is not heard. Their line, their line has gone all throughout the earth. Their utterance to the end of the world. In them he has placed the tent. And it goes on and talk about creation. And one of the things, y'all, be still. And know I'm God. I don't care whether you live where I live, which is really cool, overlooking a creek, and you can hear the creek, and it just really says Jesus all the time. Where you live, downtown Blacksburg. You can still hear God's creation. Go out on a night and be still and start listening to God. What are the heavens telling you? What are they saying? Go on, let's go to the next slide. Y'all, if we can't enjoy the simple things and the things that God has given us, how can we get the more complex things? Which, but I mean complex things than like speech or, or other kind of things. But God's given us all creation within us and externally to, to declare his goodness, his greatness. The other thing, the second step that the Lord just really put him on about hearing God is that you hear to listen. You know, you know if anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. This reminds Paula, this has got to be a wise verse along with Jesus. You know, how many times Paul's going, you're not hearing me. You know, and you men know this, this statement. You know the reality of this, that you can hear something physically but not take it in. And what God's saying is to listen, hear, listen. How many times, y'all, how many times do you sit down, okay, I'm going to have a devotion. You open your Bible and you're going to read a verse. You read a verse. You're reading words off a page but you're really not listening to the word of the Spirit that God's saying to you. Jesus rebuked the Pharisees of this in John 5, 39. He says, you search the Scriptures because in them you think you have eternal life. It is these that bear witness to me, but you're unwilling to come to me. See, that when we have ears to hear, hear. What's God saying? You come into a church service. What is God saying to you? Hear. Don't just hear listen. And notice this passage in John chapter 12 where Jesus is there and he prays, Father, glorify your name. And then a voice out of heaven comes. He says, God the Father speaks out of heaven. I have glorified it and will glorify it again. So the crowd who stood by heard it and were saying that it thundered. That's interesting. Some heard thunder and then it says some said an angel spoke to him. But Jesus said this. Look at this. This voice has not come for my sake, but for yours. 
God was speaking out of heaven to a group of people, and some think it thunders. Guess what? They're having ears to hear, but they're not what? Hearing. How many times have you heard thunder? And it was not thunder. I don't know. It'd be cool to think about. How many times did you hear a sound and go, was that, was that really God? Many times you talk to prophetic people that, you know, particularly people just start coming in a dwelling place that, you know, that have prophetic in them and they'll go, you know, they're thinking they're half weird and they'll talk about how that they'll be in places and they'll see things out of the corner of their eyes and they'll, they'll look or they'll see things and they don't know what, what it is and they're thinking they're weird, but they're really, they're seeing things and hearing things in the spirit. They're smelling things and feeling things. And that's one of the things that the prophetic here tries to do is train people to how to, what are they hearing and feeling sin? Because you got ears to hear, hear. God's speaking. But God, not only that, he what? He has spoken. So guess what? So be still. Hear to listen. Let's go to the next thing. Now, when you listen, what does that mean? Many times we think about listening, you think, Physically, but I want you to think what just past scripture in Hebrews 5.11. For everyone who partakes only of milk is not accustomed to the word of righteousness. For, the, for he is an infant. But solid food is for the mature who because of practice have their ears trained. No, what does it say there? Senses trained to discern good from evil. The reality is that we, according to John chapter 3, Verse 8, we are born of the Spirit are like the wind. We don't know where it's coming from or where it's going. The wind, you've heard me say it before, many times in dwelling place. You and I are, are spiritual men and women. And so God is calling us to operate that way. What does it say in Romans chapter 8, verse 14? Those who are led of the Spirit, are those are the sons of God. Well, if you're a son, if you're walking as a son, not as a child or an orphan or a slave mentality, you're a man or a woman who lives according to your senses. In other words, you're listening. You're, notice the next slide here. There's three senses that are very relevant to the wind. Hear, feel, see its effects. In this passage of Scripture here, he, when he puts forth his, his own, he goes before him and his sheep follow him because they, what? Know his voice. You know, he goes on to say in ver the verse in verse 5, they will not follow the, a stranger because they do not know his voice. Or the next slide, what you, what you feel, let the peace of God rule, referee in your heart. Hear it, see its effects. This is seeing the effects in relationship to the Word of God. It's interesting to me. The prophet Jeremiah. Notice this, how these pro this prophet operates on the three, I can show you in with Jeremiah, what he, what he hears, feels, sees the effects. Notice this passage. Jeremiah said, The word of the Lord came to me saying, Okay, how did he know it's the word of the Lord? Watch this. He said, Behold, Hanamel, the son of Shalom, your uncle, is coming to you. Buy for yourself the field which is Anathoth. And then Hanamel, my uncle, I think I'm saying that right. My poor guy, I hope it doesn't blot it too bad. My uncle. My uncle's son came to me in the court of the guard according to the word of the Lord said to me, buy my field, please, that is at Anathoth. Buy it for yourself. And notice the next phrase. 
Then I knew that it was the word of the Lord. The effects. In other words, you, you can hear, feel, and see in its effects. In fact, I, I will say this. The more critical the decision you make, the more you do not, do not depend on one particular thing that you're listening to. You hear, feel, and see in its effects. Many times you... And I shared with y'all last week about hearing. There's times when you're in an intense spiritual environment, you can hear something. Oh, yeah. Like, I can't tell you how many times, like, like one of the worst things is when I was working with youth in Okeechobee, all of a sudden the youth leader came who was in his 20s, and there was a teenager, 16, 17, and he came to the, uh, to the youth, uh, 16, says, I really feel like the Lord told me that we're supposed to get married. Now, you're talking about talk, causing that kid some confusion. He's hearing something, but like I showed y'all out of Ezekiel chapter 13, he was prophesying out his own heart. And what the thing is, is that what you want to do is in those kind of things, you want to use all three things and how to listen. You want to use your senses. The senses discern the word of the Lord. The word of the Lord is for the mature who have their senses trained. And so you want to depend on the fullness of what God's given you to listen to the word of God. I mean, I tell you, like I've told y'all before, it seems like every move, major move that Paul and I have made, God has spoken and revealed things to us totally different ways. Every time we've had to use a different sense. And many times, each one of us is using something different than the other. And so it's really cool. It's really powerful. So, see striving, be still, listen to what you're hearing, and then use your senses to discern you're listening. Let's go on. The fourth thing that God really put on my heart is that you hear and understand what we have heard. Now, that's very, very important. Notice this passage of Scripture in, in Matthew 13, 19. When anyone hears the word of the kingdom and does not understand it. Now, watch how powerful this is. You hear the word, you don't understand it, whatever that means. We'll talk about that in a second. You hear the word, do not understand it. Notice what happens. The evil one comes and snatches away what has been sown in the heart. That's how powerful it is. I'm sitting here talking to you right now. If you don't understand what I'm saying, I might as well have not talked to you because Satan's going to come and steal it. In fact, whenever you're worth somebody, don't passively listen. I learned that a long time ago. I don't care who's preaching, who's teaching. I will take notes about what's going on. I will. Paul gets frustrated with me. It's when, I, when she don't like sitting next to me, like if somebody's preaching or talking, I'll have my computer out or Bible out. If Mitch is teaching, I'll have my computer out. He'll say a word, and all of a sudden, next thing I know, I'm trying to understand what he's saying, and I'm taking rabbit trails where the Holy Spirit is just giving me illumination. Because do not sit there passively listening. You want to understand what is said. If not, Satan steals it. What does understand mean? Let's go to the next slide. Understand, you notice at the top is the one, one of the main words for understand is sunami, which means to put together. It's like Paula, like the last three or four weeks, has been, getting, been putting a puzzle together. I cannot stand to put a puzzle together. <laughs> Especially, I, I can do ones that like, it's got about 20 pieces. Because I can see the progress and I don't get it. But she put one together, I don't know, a thousand? Was a thousand pieces complex? All kind of weird pictures that had were the same all over the thing. And you didn't know what side was what. I couldn't even, I'll tell you how bad it was. I couldn't even do the outside edges on this thing. <laughs> it was bad. 
But in other words, that's what, when all of a sudden what you're doing is to understand, you're going, man, the Word of God is so awesome and great. You're put, like putting your piece and puzzles together. There's words that I'll hear from the Lord. It's like I'll hear things and there's holes in the middle of it. And then all of a sudden, like it happened this morning, I was studying, and all of a sudden, God, a past scripture just popped up out of the blue on a subject that I wasn't even studying. I, I go, oh, man, that's too good. i gotta, I got to get that. So I dig up in my computer the subject that this particular past scripture is, and then I cut and pasted this past scripture into that subject so I wouldn't forget it because I'm going, oh, man, that is so cool. That's a piece to the puzzle of this puzzle here. And it's like, it's like we're, instead of putting one puzzle together, you're putting a bunch of puzzles together. And there are different areas of your life, and you're going, God's, there's these words that'll come forth, or words that you finally hear, and they're there. Now, I'll talk about that in a second. But hear and understand. Hear and understand. I want to give you a picture here of what understanding is. Watch this with Jesus. He's speaking to the disciples, and disciples, and it says, Watch out, beware of the leaven of the Pharisees and Sadducees. Now, watch what the disciples do. They begin to discuss among themselves, saying, because we did not bring bread. Jesus, aware of this, says, you men of little faith, why did you discuss among yourselves you have no bread? Well, they're going, you're talking about leaven with the Pharisees. That's bread, ain't it? Go to the next slide, please, Amanda. And how is it that you do not understand? You don't put it together. I did not speak to you about bread, but beware of the leaven of the Pharisees they understood, they put it together, that he did not, he, he said, do you beware of the leaven of the bread, but of the teaching of the Pharisees and the Sadducees. So they finally go, oh, that's what that, that's what you were talking about. Like right now, I'm speaking words to you, and hopefully I'm speaking the word of God to you, and all of a sudden I hope that you can, in the puzzle of your heart, in the puzzle of your life, you're going, okay, that fits here. That fits here. That fits there. If not, you got puzzles like sometime we have with the grandkids when they come around. You got puzzle pieces all over the house. And that's not a good way to put puzzles together. I remember one time I had to confess some sin here. Shay and Michelle and Leela came up and with Paul and I and we're, we're taking a, putting a puzzle together. We'll do those around Christmas. And it's fun, you know. When, that, when it's all about relationship, not putting the puzzle together for me. Even though it's fun to be with Paula, but yeah, I'm getting out of that. I dug myself a hole there. Oh. Can I go home with somebody else? Oh, forgive me. Forgive me for that, babe. I didn't mean it that way. Am I red? Anyway, what was I talking about, by the way? Puzzles. You know, with Paula, that's right. It's relationship with his Paula, with Paula. I was talking about, oh, yeah, 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 anyway. So I took a piece of puzzle, and I hid it. Oh. <laughs> Wait a minute, the story ain't over. So I hid it on top of the TV cabinet where Paula had put all these Christmas decorations. So I took it and hid it. Well, this, your sins will find you out type thing. So Paula gets a wild hair. She wants to take down all the Christmas decorations. 
And I'm not even thinking. So she starts taking all the Christmas decorations off the top. So guess what? <laughs> no, it fell on the floor. That puzzle piece fell on the floor. That, I think. Boy, a strike two. <laughs> That's two strikes. I better get out quick. Change the subject. But Jesus did say that which is spoken in the room will be shouted from the rooftops. Yeah, in front of the sanctuary, yeah. So anyway. So understanding, understanding, so you hear and understand. And I just really encourage you in the things that you're hearing from God, don't get frustrated. Because I, don't, I, I wish I could show you this, but I don't have Bibles anymore to keep because I just keep disposing of getting. But anyway, but what I'll do is, is I, in my mind, when I find a past scripture I don't understand, I'll put a question mark beside it. And I go, Lord, there's a hole here. Where's the peace? When there's something happening in your life that you don't understand in your heart, just put a question mark. God will speak into that particular area in your life. You, what you want is to understand. Hear the words and understand. So be still. Hear to listen. Listen with your senses. And four, hear to understand. Now this next one's really huge is that you hear, whoops, sorry about that, didn't get big, but you hear to respond with faith. See, the Word of God is so powerful. When it comes to you, you have to respond to it. Um, go to the next slide, please. It's, there's you know the passage in Hebrews 4.2? Notice what it says. Indeed, we have had the good news preached to us just as they also. But notice what it says. But the word they heard did not profit them because it was not united with faith. Notice Jesus says here in John, I mean Luke chapter 18, he's talking about, I'll tell you that he will bring about justice for them quickly. However, when the Son of Man comes, this ain't talking about the last days when he comes, when he starts coming into a particular area in your life, the question is, will he find faith on the earth? In other words, the Word of God is so powerful, the only way you can catch it and receive it is in faith. It's like a catcher's mitt. You know, catching a Nolan Ryan fastball, or you can tell how old I am now, talking about Nolan Ryan. But trying to catch a fastball, you have to have a catcher's mitt. And so, because it's so powerful and so fast, and so if you do not unite it with faith, it can cause serious issues in your life. You have to respond to that which God has, has said to you. I want to show you a couple of past scripture, and then Jared's going to share something here that's very important. Uh, not, go to the next slide, Amanda. I want you to show, this, show you the, con, the uh, comparison between Zacharias and Mary. Now, Mitch mentioned Mary the, that last time he preached about hearing the word she that she had spoken to her, but I want to show it to you in light of Zacharias. Notice when the angel Gabriel comes to Zacharias and says to him, he says, Zacharias said to the angel, an angel said, you're going to have a son, and he starts prophesying about the ministry of John the Baptist. And he says, and Zacharias says, how will I know this for certain? In other words, what, what do you mean? How can this be? 
in, in other words, and I want you to notice what happens. The angel said to him, I am Gabriel who stands in the presence of God. I have been sent to you to speak to you, to bring you good news. And behold, you shall be silent, unable to speak until the day when these things take place because you didn't believe my words. So powerful when angels spoke. I just brought you a word out of the throne room of heaven and you don't receive it by faith, it'll silence you. The Lord told me, he said, as I was praying about this, there's a deaf and dumb spirit in the sanctuary. In fact, he told me that there are words floating around in the sanctuary about dwelling place and individuals in here. In fact, it's very bunch of words in here. In fact, they've been praying, the prophetic people have been talking about noise. And what it is, it's just so much stuff going on that people haven't claimed. We haven't claimed as a body. Because remember, the Word of God is eternal. And if you don't receive it, it'll deafen you. It'll silence you. Notice with Mary, on the, con- on the other side, Mary says, she says, you're going to have a child. Well, she says, how, how will it happen? I'm a virgin. It's cool. I receive it. And notice what she says. Mitch spoke this at the end. He said, be it done unto me according to your word. In other words, you've heard me talk about this before, being in a service, teaching or preaching, and you tell the people, you're pregnant. You can go home and say you're pregnant because you received the word of God. That's what happened to Mary. In fact, every time the word of God comes forth, the pregnancy occurs not in a physical womb, but in the womb of the heart. It's what the heart one believes. Not here but in the heart. But if you don't hear it, it can dull you. Notice this passage in, in Romans chapter 12, um, 1 and also in Hebrews. Even though they knew God, they didn't honor Him as God or give thanks, so they became futile in their speculation and their foolish hearts were darkened. Notice the Hebrews 4, 5, 11 passage. He says, therefore be diligent. Oops, wrong passage. It should be 5, 11. Sorry about that. It says, you have become dull of hearing. I have to confess, y'all. In a few weeks, I'm getting ready to get on a plane and go to, uh, to Montenegro and uh, Croatia. Uh, I'm supposed to go to the Middle East, but I don't think God's saying me to go to the Middle East at this season. But, but one thing as I love about going into those places is the hunger is so intense. Because I'll be honest with you, a lot of times you preach here in America, people are dull of hearing. They got so much teaching, they got so much preaching, so so much. And I'll be honest with you, a lot of times as a teacher, you want to be where the place is. People like, their ears aren't dull. And so I, come here, Jared, and share what God was speaking to you in relationship to, uh, about hearing, about testimony in relationship to your life. Hold on. Is it on, David? speaks that his word won't return empty that like his words just resonate throughout eternity the things that God's spoken even hundreds or you know thousands of years ago they seem to resonate 
just throughout history until they're, they're completed. Like it's like the word just lingers out there because his word won't return empty. Um, and so in my life personally, um, is it good? Okay. So in my life personally, um, down in Big Stone at, at a season, um, when things kind of got really active with me, me and, me and Mitch were hanging out every day. Um, we were going to the church praying. A lot of you have heard me tell this before, but we're there hanging out. Um, you know, we—I started saying some things in front of the church where I'd never wanted to stand up or didn't want anybody to know my name, and I hid as much as I could and all this stuff. So the Lord started speaking things, and I started standing up and saying them um, with much prodding and goading. Um, finally, got up front, and started saying them, and the Lord was doing all kinds of amazing stuff. Um, so me and Mitch are there at the church praying one day, um, just us two in the building, and I'm laying on one side of the of the floor and he's laying on the other um, and I just hear somebody say go and I sit up and I look and Mitch is laying on the floor and he's got his head down and there's music playing or whatever and so I just lay back down um, and I'm laying there a few more minutes just praying you know Lord what do you want to say and all of a sudden I hear go and so I look up and Mitch is still laying on the floor um, and I'm looking around the room and there's nobody else in the room so I get up and walk through the church and I'm like who else is in this room who else is in here I'm looking in the balcony. I'm looking in the back. There's nobody else in the building. So I go back up front and lay down again. And I'm laying there like, God, I really want to hear you. I just want to hear what you're saying. And I hear, go. And so I sit up, and Mitch is still sitting over there laying on the floor. (laughs) Um, So I'm like, oh, you know, it's kind of weird, whatever. So we go home. I go home that night, and I'm talking to some people. And somebody asked me, like, so what are you going to do? And all of a sudden, this thought pops in my head. I need to call Rick down at Boone, and I need to ask him if he wants to start the internship again. Um, and I all of a sudden realized that, as I've been thinking about it even more, that I realized I had something in my hand that I didn't know how to use. Um, and I realized something inside of me was telling me I needed some training. Um, and the only place I really knew to turn to that was to go to Rick and say, hey, do you want to do the internship again? <laughs> um, so I never did that. Um, I never called Rick. Um, that was, I think I was around 19 at that point, 1920. Um, so for about the ni- next six or seven years of my life, um, following that, I spent um, six or seven years um, just in a really dark season. I was drinking as much, you know, we were drinking a lot, a lot more than we should have been. Um, I was doing about any kind of drug that I could get my hands on for a while. Um, and the reality when I was talking to Rick yesterday is what I was telling him is that when I was in that season, um, when I would get higher, when I would... I would be drinking or whatever, it would silence all those voices I was hearing. Um, everything would just go quiet. Um, so I would wake up the next morning, I would wake up, and it would be the first thing I'd look for. I'd want to hear it go quiet again. Um, I didn't want to hear it. Um, so um, after about six or seven years of that, my sister had moved up here and started the internship program. <laughs> um, she'd been up here going to school and stuff. And so she would come home all the time, and she would say, hey, I'm praying for you. Everybody in the internship is praying for you. We're all praying for you all the time. I'm like, okay, that's great, you know, whatever. Um, you know. So I started going out, and I would go out to drink, and I would drink a beer, and I'd start feeling really sick. And I'd be like, oh, I can't do this. So I'd go somewhere, and somebody would be like, hey, you know, you want to smoke? And they'd hand me something, I'd smoke, and I'd get this just pounding headache where I just couldn't even think anymore. So I was finally, like, one day after she kept saying, do you want to move up here and do the internship? I was like, no, I don't want to do the internship. You know, and I couldn't drink anymore. I couldn't get high anymore. So finally, I was like, okay, you know, I guess I'll come to Christiansburg and see what's happening. <laughs> um, so I moved here to do the internship. Um, that was 2003, um, and I'm still here. So. 
what, what the Lord spoke, was speaking to Jared and I yesterday is that there are many of you who've had words spoken to you by the Lord and you've been sedating. You don't necessarily have to use drugs. You can use relationships. You can use sports. You can use TV. You can use food, whatever, to silence the voice. Sedate the effects of the voice of God, the Word of God coming forth. The last thing the Lord really put in my heart to share in relationship to, to hearing. See, many times we think of hearing as point action. Like right now, you're hearing what I said. And so you're going, okay. And you're processing with it there. Well, the Word of God is different in that, like I said, the Word of God is eternal. So if it's eternal, guess what? Your hearing is also what? Eternal. And notice this passage of Scripture, and go to the next slide, please, in, 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 Matthew, in uh, Matthew chapter, no, Luke, I'm sorry, Luke 8, 15. But the seed, this the seed is the Word of God, is in the good soil, these are the ones who have heard the Word in an honest, good heart, hold it fast, and bear fruit with perseverance. In other words, the word bears fruit, not in hearing at one time. In fact, you can show you the parables right before this one, is that those who hear the word among the, uh, the thorns are those who, um, who hear it and immediately receive it with joy. But then the riches, the cares, and the worries of this world come in and choke out the word. See, the word of God is so powerful that you hear it, and you hold it, you hold it. I want to give you some examples here real quick. Go to the next slide. Abraham, y'all, he was 75 years old when God told him to come, out of, to come out and go to the promised land and told him he would be a father of many nations. He was 100 when Isaac was born. And then Isaac was, I don't remember how old Isaac was, is when he offered him up on the altar uh, and there, then he became a father of many nations. Probably, what are we dealing with? 40 years, 45 years later? That's a awful lot of hearing, y'all, to hold it fast. Notice with, with Egypt, this is, this is another word for the Lord. Somebody needs to hear this. This is very crucial. In, in uh, Genesis chapter 15, in relationship to Abraham, God promises Abraham that Israel would be in Egypt for 400 years. Now, I've spoken this before in here, but it's important you hear this. God speaks and prophesies 400 years. Y'all, when God says 400 years, you know what he means? 400 years. But the reality is that you see in Exodus chapter 12, verse 40 and 41, it was 430 years that Israel was in, in slavery in Egypt. Why the gap? Did God miss it in his prophetic word to Abraham? My conviction is no. My conviction is, without going into the details of it, but you can go into Acts chapter 7 and see this, that when at age, at, age, at year 390 in this prophetic voice word here, that the word enters Moses' heart that he was to be the deliverer of Israel. So Moses, a man mighty in word and deed, hears this word from the Lord. It gets in his heart. He don't know what he's doing. He's been raised up as an Egyptian, mighty in word and deed. So guess what? He's going to do. He's going to go what? Do it. So he goes and kills an Egyptian. He goes and tries to mediate among the, the Hebrews, and they say this to him. 
Who made you ruler of us, over us? And it says in, in Acts 7, at this statement, he fled Egypt. It, later on in the chapter, it says this about Israel in relationship to Moses. This Moses whom they disowned. Here's Moses, a man who at year 390 is a man mighty in word and deed. At year 430, 40 years later in the wilderness, y'all, all of a sudden Moses God comes to Moses and God says to him, go and tell Pharaoh, Pharaoh let my people go. Moses says, I, 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 I'm a man who can't talk. And the word the Lord told me is this. Y'all, God's word never passes away. And you know what? There's some of you that God has spoken things over in this place that it may seem that the word delays. And it was delayed 30 years. 30 years, y'all. Because Moses took things into his hands. But here's the reality. The word never passed away. The gifts and callings of God are irrevocable. And I want to say this, there's some of you in this room that have been running from the word of God, the God's, maybe a word that God spoke over you as a little kid. And you've been running from it. Or it maybe might be something else that God said to you, like Jared did, said there. And what God's telling you to do is give way into this word that he's speaking. Leanne, come and share what God was saying to you earlier as we close shop. Um, I'll do my best to, to give the analogy. We were praying earlier about this word, and I saw that um, just in the spirit, the ability right now of that his words um, is he's trying to clear the air and clear our thinking and clear our hearts to be able to get hooked by his words today. And the, um, the picture that I saw was I grew up skiing, and there was one chairlift that was called a T-chairlift. So normally on a chairlift, you get on, you sit down, it takes you for a ride, you get off at of the top. The T-lift, however, is, is you get in, and it comes behind you, and it's in the shape of an upside-down T, so like an anchor, and you come, and you can't sit all the way down, or you will collapse. You'll fall, and the thing will hit you in your head. And you have to let it hook you, and your skis stay on the ride all the way, and then it takes you to the lift that you want to go and, and interchange it. And I saw in the Spirit today that his words are like those hooks today. Like, it's the tea lift. And just the word that um, Rick was speaking, that by faith, we need to step in to those words that he spoke over us. Just like Jared was talking about how he's, you know, either delayed or ran from or escaped or did whatever. I just, I feel in that, um, the spirit today, this divine word, this divine moment, this now moment that we're all sitting in here hearing the word of the Lord is like this tea lift. That if we get into alignment, if by our faith we step into the things that he's spoken to us, it will hook us and it will take us to the path that we need to go. It will release us into that place that will allow us to go to where we want to go. Does that make sense? Amen? And, and so just closing out, just hold it. So closing out, here's the word. And what Leanne's saying is, is that what will happen is this word that you will hear from the Lord will take you and bring you back into the reality of him. And in this place, you know what it says in Jeremiah 1.12? The Lord watches over his word to perform it. He's looking at the eyes of the Lord roam to and fro throughout the earth, looking that he may strongly support those whose hearts are completely his. In other words, you hear the word that God said to you, and Lord, I receive it. 
I don't care what distractions occur, what kind of things may come to wait and steal the word. And God's saying, sit in the word, in the reality of that word. And that's the sort of like Paula and I in 1986, which I heard us say many times, that when she looked at me and said, did God call us to go? Then let's go. And I took a place for us to go, okay, here we go. And y'all, be honest with you, I don't know if you've ever ski lift, get on a ski lift or one of those cable cars over in Europe or whatever, when all of a sudden you come up over the top and you look out and then all of a sudden it goes, and your feet's just a dangling 5,000 feet above something. You're going, whoa. And you're going, all right, Jesus, get me there. And that's how it is so many times. You have something else to add? I was just, uh, I think it was on my heart when I was sitting there. This last part was, um, you know, the scripture says lean into his understanding, not your own understanding. And I just, I felt like um, this whole thing, the analogy with the chairlift is, is literally that. You lean into it. You rest into it. You don't just disengage. You don't become unactive. You don't um, just let it pass you by because you will either miss it, you'll fall, <laughs> you'll do whatever, but you lean into the moment that you're in and you stay active in the moment um, and leaning into his understanding. You don't just become passive in what he's doing. So I just I feel like that's part of the word today is, is that we've become passive in that we wish he would just do a word instead of be a part of the word. And so we want the fruit of it, but we don't want to be participating with him. And so it requires us to lean in and have faith in who he is and his nature, not just wait around for him, because then, in essence, he would be worshiping us, us not worshiping him, because he would be serving us, and we would be the God, and he would be our servant. And yet, we're his. And so we need to lean into what he is doing and, um, and that's where the power is. That's where we return back into this place. And because we're his kids, he brings glory that is unmeasurable that we can never attain. So it, it requires us to lean into him. I want close shop here. Amy, can y'all come up, please? I just want us to, you have anything on that? Oh, yeah. Um. We just want to also encourage um, one of the things that we're doing. You you might not have. We sent out the email yesterday, so and there are handouts out in the foyer um, in relationship to we're going to enter into a 21 day fast starting uh, February 1st to the 21st. We realize there's a couple things in there like Valentine's Day and Super Bowl. So obviously, use your discretion. You you fast as you fast and. Uh, choose, you know, like for me, I'm, part of my fast is going to be giving up entertainment. I might enjoy the f- football game, but the reality is, you know, don't don't try, don't get so focused on that. The heart is that you're trying to hear, trying to set aside uh, things in your life so that you can hear, so that you can walk in this place of of the goodness of God, that we can hear what the Spirit of God is saying. So we just encourage you. Uh, we've Put it out on email. There's some uh, flyers. If you have any questions, feel free to come and ask. But we also want to hear back from the body as you're in this fast, or at least we're in this 21-day period, and however you decide, uh, decide if you want to enter into that or not. If, if you enter into it and you, you hear things, we want to hear about that. <laughs> you know, we want to hear from you. So feel free to 
uh, send that into the office or to one of us and uh, that we can process those things as we're hearing. So I just want to encourage you in that um, as we're doing that. Because the fast is an opportunity for to silence voices around you. Listen to this fruit of a fast in Isaiah 58. It says, is it not, it says, um, then your light will break out like the dawn and your recovery speedily spring forth. Your righteousness will go before you and the glory of the Lord will be your rear guard. It goes on and it says um, that you will be like a well-watered garden in spring of waters do not fail. And we just want to ask you to really get in that place that your ears can hear. Paul and I are in into a 21-day, a Daniel fast. And some of you, one time we had a girl who fasted chocolate cake. Hey, it didn't matter. I mean, she ate chocolate cake every day, so that was a big deal. But I mean, whatever. It's like Mitch said. It's not the what. It's the heart. To hear. The whole thing is to hear the voice of the Lord or the words that are there pertaining to you. And the other, the other thing that the Lord kept speaking to me is that, I think uh, when some, I think Tulia had mentioned we might you know about doing a fast and really wasn't I knew we should do it I wasn't looking forward to it I don't know about you guys I don't you don't probably always interact you know always enjoy entering in but um, I just got a new perspective this week you know somebody was talking about feasting and and the Lord said Mitch you got the wrong perspective like you're thinking about all that you're giving up instead of no you get to feast on me like in, in your fasting you're feasting on His goodness His presence. His word. So I just encourage you in that, you know, do it with joy. Do it, you know. I had to come back and say, God, forgive me. I wasn't doing that with joy for sure. I was, I was, I was doing it with uh, a groan and a, a frustration. But the Lord started saying, Mitch, this is going to be an awesome time for you to hear. And, and for us to see the body uh, come alive, I believe, in it. So There's, We're going to close out this way. And I know the kids already come in. But I want to ask that, uh, can I ask the ministry teams come up and the elders and whoever for prayer. Come on, Hill. Jim. Come on, y'all. Paul. Well, Paul is real. Will. Well, we just want to ask that there's some words that some people need that have got in their lives. They know it. And we just want to pray with you about these things. Maybe even today, God was speaking something to you. So uh, we just want to agree with you. So let's pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you in the name of Jesus. Lord, I thank you so much. I just declare. Lord, your goodness. Lord, I, I just thank you for being with my brothers and sisters. Lord, uh, Lord, any things that, Lord, as we spoke about hearing what you're saying, Lord, did if, uh, Lord, it stirred up things in us, Lord, I had brothers and sisters in here, Lord, just hearing and things getting realized where they were at. Brothers and sisters in here, it's like the situation that Jared spoke. They've been running and their thing just to silence the voices of what you're saying to them. Running to and fro and trying to hide from your word, which is trying to bring the manifestation of your goodness in our lives. Lord, I just speak in Jesus' name, Lord. It be brought to our hearts. Lord, I pray blessings over my brothers and sisters. Lord, blessings over them. In Jesus' name, amen. Yeah, so can we just stand up? Um, I think there's another word. I, I just kept hearing a word. Um, as earlier in the worship, it said, you know, though our sins are scarlet, you have made me white as snow. And the Lord just said that some of us, some of us in relationship to hearing have only been able to hear because of what we, we were in a scarlet letter on us. And the Lord wanted to remove that this morning. 
uh, because it, it makes too much sound for you. And, and I just encourage you that. I also just heard the word of the Lord that there's somebody in here just needs to be come to the Lord so that you can hear. Uh, maybe you've never accepted the Lord as your Lord and Savior. Jesus is Lord and Savior. So I'm just going to I want to pray those two things real quick as well. So, Lord, we just thank you for this morning, and we just ask right now in Jesus' name, Father, for any scarlet letters that maybe have been put on to us because of the world or the weight of the world or just uh, years and years ago something went on, and, God, we've, we've carried that scarlet letter. God, I just pray right now I see you removing it. I see, Lord, that vo- the, the voice and sounds that have been come from it are silenced, and Father, you're bringing freedom and enjoy, enjoyment, and God, we just thank you for that. And for that, that person that doesn't know you, God, as Lord and Savior, God, that I just pray today would be a day of salvation. Today would be a day of beginning to hear what the Father is saying, God, to them as a son, as a daughter. And so, Lord, we ask that right now in Jesus' name, if anybody needs that. But Lord, for anyone that needs prayer this morning, we're just asking you to come and just come and be with us and among us, God, and just speak your heart. And so we thank you for that. We bless you and we honor you in Jesus' name. Amen. So I'm going to release you. If you if you want prayer this morning, come get it. Uh, if any of those words spoke to you, come and get some prayer this morning.